Blog Talk Radio. In order to be free, you have to know the truth. Pastor Lionel Gant seeks to use the truth of God's word to help stop the tide of violence and mass incarceration used to enslave people all across this nation. Now, the word of truth by Pastor Lionel Gant. I am looking for freedom, looking for freedom, and Glory to God. Glory to God. This is uh, Reverend Lionel Gant, uh, and this is the Whole Truth and Nothing But the Truth radio broadcast, and we're coming to you live today as as the whole of Atlanta is on the move, and they're celebrating right here in, in the park, right down the street from me. They're celebrating the the Juneteenth celebration where where black America received this independence, and I'm happy to see the, the the movement that is going on, the awakening that is going on, that our people are beginning to see that that they are that they are a special people, that 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 we have something to live about, that we have something to celebrate. And you know, when I was growing up we always had the fourth of July and that was the only that was the only uh uh Holiday that we had well, well, they received their independence on that on that Fourth of July, but at that time we were still enslaved, so I'm happy to see our people out here celebrating the Juneteenth but but I send out a warning <laughs> you know you're talking about being awake and you're talking about and you're talking about the you know being black and 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 understanding who you are and all of these things, but let me tell you something. Unless you go back and have a right relationship with God, all of that doesn't amount to anything. Because in order to in order to have in order to set things back right for Black America, we have to go back and have right relationship with God because. It was because of our disobedience that we found ourselves in captivity in the first place. And now God is calling us back to himself. God is calling us back to Yahshua, back to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, back to where we started from. So, yes, black America, I'm happy that you're saying that you got your eyes open. I'm happy that you're saying that you're awake. I'm happy that you're out here and you're learning about your identity as to who you are, but you must realize that you are from the household of faith, that you are from the descendants of the household of Israel, and it's time for you to come back to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. All right, hey, look at here. This is the whole truth and nothing but the truth radio broadcast, and I'm trying to have some people to call in today because of the subject that we're talking about, this subject is this subject is oh man this subject is this subject is is deep this subject is deep and we really and we really want to and we really want to we really want to expound on the on the role of our changing uh of the of the role of our men that's changing in 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 America 
and the role of our women, our black women, that is changing in America. So if we have anyone on the line, we'd like for them to try to chime in right now uh, to to uh, to start this conversation. Amen. God bless you, uh, Reverend Gant. This is Pastor Monica Harris. Hey, how you doing, my sister? I'm blessed. How are you? <laughs> yes, you are blessed and highly favored. Uh, I'm doing fine, and and we we talked earlier about this subject, and uh, and I'm trying to see if I can get uh, Minister Simmons on the line also because he brought up some powerful some powerful uh, facts that. That, Brother, I'm, I'm on the line, but just, just hang on a second. Hello? Okay. Brother, I'm on the All line, right. but just, just hang on a second. I, I got to get somewhere where I'm not outside so you don't hear that traffic. So just hang on. I'll be back on in a second. All right. Okay. Yep. So, y'all can so continue. Sister, I can hear you, you know, but y'all can continue. You know, my sister, you know what we were talking about. We were talking about the role of our men and our women changing. You know what? I, I thought about, you know, a lot of our women nowadays, you know they're making more money than the men. So Amen. so how does that change? How does that change our household? How does that change? How does that change us as, as Black America? Well, in in my opinion, I'm going to call it systematic slavery, and mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm, by deprogramming the mind of the woman, and so they deprogram the mind of the woman from saying, okay, the man is the head of the household, he's the provider, et cetera. And they reprogram them by emasculating the man. And what I mean by emasculating the men, as, as we talked about earlier, they've taken away all of the, the jobs for the man. Um, men can't even dress like men anymore because they want them to get in touch with their feminine side and become more metrosexual and, you know, women are taking, you know, their men with them to go get their pedicures. And I'm not saying it's wrong for a man to have a pedicure because they need to have some, you know, some decent feet too. But (laughs) what I'm saying is, you know, they're trying to um, have girlfriends instead of husbands. And so a man has a, a, a role that he has to play, and the woman needs to realize that. And so, you know, in today's society, it's okay, I make six figures, I have my own house, I have my own car, you know, I don't, I don't need him, you know, I can make it without him, but that's not what the Bible said. You know, the Bible said the man is the head of the household. And so you can make more money than your man. That's fine. But you two, when you marry, you become one. So it's no longer yours. It's ours. That's right. That's the whole thing. He can make uh, $50,000 a year and you can make $200,000 a year. But together you make two fifty. It's not your two hundred and his fifty because now you are one unit. And that's where our mindset has just deviated. Well, well, you know what? I, you know, I, I think about the scripture about the virtuous woman, and and you know what? A lot of people miss a lot of people miss a lot of that. You know, it says that it says that the man of God in that relationship, he was at the gate with the elders, judging the people. Okay, and while he was at while he was out there doing the work of God, glory to God, hallelujah. While he was out there doing the work of God, his wife was in the marketplace doing things yes. for the family. She was maintaining the children. She was doing. She was maintaining the household, doing all of these things. 
and and we kind of took that and we done flipped it around. We done flipped it around. So so I, I, I had a few women in the Bible that I wanted to talk about. I wanted to talk about, and you can jump in on either one of them that you want to jump in on to, to relate to our situation today. You know, I want to talk about Eve. You know, they, they, they blame Eve for everything. Okay, then I want to talk about Miriam, the, 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 the sister of Moses, who if it wasn't for her, you know, you know, we might Moses might not have been saved. Uh, mm-hmm. Talk about the wife of Job, you know, and what she said. Man, you know, look, man, you know, you might as well curse this God and die. <laughs> you know, you know, we got all of these different attitudes, all of these different attitudes in our women, and then we got looking at like the role of Esther, and then the role of Ruth, and then last but not least, the role of Mary and what she played. You know, because for a woman to come up pregnant in that day and time and not be married, that was a death sentence. She mm-hmm. could have been put to death. She could have been put to death. I, I want I want the church to realize the seriousness of that. And, and she could have been outcasted and stoned to death. But Joseph took her in and, and, and made her legal and, and, and we have we have what we have today. So I'm going to let you just go ahead on and chime in where you want to chime in at. Well, I'm going to chime in on Eve <laughs> because that was the beginning of it all. And I, I, I said at one time, now, Adam and Eve were here in this Garden of Eden, okay? And Adam had a job. And yeah. this woman, you know, she came from... Adam, she was created from Adam, bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. However, um, this this is a, a key for the men because where was Adam when this snake was slithering up and talking to mm. Eve? You know, why wasn't he paying attention to his wife? Why wasn't he there to protect her and to, you know, kill the snake? So at that point, when she had talked to the snake and, and entertained his conversation, look how easily she persuaded Adam to partake of the fruit as well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, men have to be careful as well. You know, if you are the head of the household, then you need to stand up and recognize your rightful position. You need to to be the head and not be swayed by the conversation of the woman, who's often enticed by something else. Well, well, according to according to the my study of the of the Word of God, uh, dealing with the Book of Jubilees, it, it says that that Adam and Eve had been in the garden for seven years at that time, and mm. Adam had been trained by the by the angels by the Lord to till the ground and how to make, you know, to make the, to upkeep the garden of Eden. And mm-hmm. that's what Adam was doing. That's what Adam was doing. And Eve, every day she went out and gathered the food and she prepared the, the food for them to eat and things of that sort. And that was her normal ritual to go out. And at that time, all of the animals could communicate. Uh, and they spoke the same language and they could communicate with man. And man had dominion over all of the over all of the creation of earth. Now, when when they fail to sin, 
those were part of the curses. God confused the languages. They uh, he he cursed the snake. He cursed the mm-hmm. he cursed the, the woman, and he also and he also brought those curses upon man. Uh, that you know the, that the ground would not yield forth in its strength anymore. Thorns and thistles it would yield forth, and uh, and he would have to he would have to work by the, the sweat of his brow for the rest of his life. So so all of those things were taking place. So Adam was very much a, he was he was very much there, but uh-huh. uh, but but I can imagine you know how the enemy is you know how the devil and Satan is <laughs> he was probably coming at her every day. Okay, I see you out here gathering fruit again. Uh huh. <laughs> I see uh-huh. you out here doing this and that. Uh huh. You say, well, wait a minute. Did God tell y'all that y'all couldn't eat of the trees of the of the fruit of the, fruit of the trees of the garden? And 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 Eve corrected them and said, no, no. The Lord said that we can eat of all the trees of the garden, but of the trees in the midst of the garden. The the, the 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 tree of knowledge of good and evil. He said that we shall not eat of it. For the day that we eat of it, we shall surely die. And, and that's where and that's where the confrontation came in. And it was and and it was it was Adam's love for Eve that forced him to bite of the fruit because he knew that she had disobeyed God, and he figured that well if I if I go ahead and eat of the fruit, then maybe God will spare her. Because she mm. has disobeyed the Lord. All right, go ahead. I, no, I, I I love that. I love that. And as you were speaking, it just um, brought the revelation. You know, there there begins the fall of the relationship. You know, and how important it is to stay grounded. And just like you said earlier about, um, you know, us needing to return to our first love, which is you know, which is God. Because he mm-hmm. is the foundation for the relationships, and and when we don't have him as foundation anyway, it, it's it's not going to work. You know, no matter what, it's just not going to work. And you know, in in Second uh, Chronicles seven fourteen, you know, when it says, "If my people," and that's us, you know, he said, "If mm-hmm. you call by my name, you you have to humble yourself. You got to pray and seek him, and then you have to turn." From those wicked ways When we do that Then that's when we're going to hear from heaven And then that's when he's going to forgive us For all of our sins and what we've done And then he's going to come in and heal our land And heal our relationships And heal our issues that we have going on in society So thank you for that revelation That that was well, on point Well, okay well, what, What's happening, with, what's happening with, with black America We can't stay married We can't stay in relationships we we got all these sex based relationships. I mean, what? I mean, what happened to, from in nineteen sixty? We had we had most of our people were married. Most of them they were married. Okay, then all of a sudden, as we came through the sixties, and I know we went through our uh, what they call it that uh, that uh, flower power that uh, that love that love. That love uh, uh, movement that went on, everybody smoking weed, everybody loving everybody, and we had the civil rights days, and everybody was getting their new freedoms, and everybody was getting their liberties, and then all of a sudden the women came forth to get their liberties, to get their freedom, to maintain their equal status, and and all of a sudden America changed, where mm-hmm. where where. Where where I remember my my auntie and them taking the taking my uncle and them clothes out the closet, <laughs> taking their shoes out the closet, hiding them in the backyard because the 
the welfare lady was coming over to the house and it couldn't be a man in the house if they was going to receive mm. the benefit. It's as though the system systematically removed the man out of the household and placed the woman in charge mm-hmm. of the household. And, and you know, in order to get the Section 8, you had to meet these qualifications. In order to get the uh, SNAP benefits, you had to meet these requirements. And it's as though they moved the man out of the family. Mm. Well, go ahead. That's true. I, I that goes back earlier about... I think we have some other uh, some other people on the line. Do we have anyone else on the line? Minister Simmons, are you back with us? Yeah, I'm back. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Go ahead. Y'all can chime in. My sister? Well, no, I mean, I mean, I think you um, I think you hit it on the head. I mean, um, at the end of the day, because I know because I was part of that, that system, you know, we were, you know, when I was growing up, we were the beginning of that, um, that whole um quote unquote welfare state where, you know, um and, and it's and it's the same thing ironically, some forty or fifty years later, when they're talking about the criminal bill, you have senators and representatives basically saying that, you know, the one thing that we really didn't sit down to do is that we never looked at the unintended consequences of what we're putting in the law. Uh-huh. And so uh-huh. so I'm sure if you speak if you spoke to a matter of fact, forget speak to a lot of them before they died. Uh, you know, guys who were, you know, some of the leading Democrats, even guys who were Democrats and shifted over to being Republicans later on, they say that they kind of rude the fact that they passed the laws the way they did because what they didn't realize until later is that the law did the exact opposite of what they were trying to do. Instead of building families and making families stronger, it actually broke them down and made them weaker. Mm. And that's exactly what happened because, like I said, I, can, I know about it, but, cause, but, but what's interesting is is that uh, you know, what you talk about, um, the, the one good thing the law did, now it was wrong for making, quote, unquote, men leave and saying, okay, if the guys here, we're not going to give you any money. That was the biggest thing. That was ridiculous. Um, and then what they were basically doing is, is that in the early days, the, the, your, your child welfare department was actually tied to, um, to your um, um, uh, child, uh, child care payments. It used to be that, that a good portion of the money that the welfare had a portion that had to be paid by the father. And so you had situations where a lot of times men would literally threaten the women and tell them, you better not tell them it was me because if you didn't, if you didn't pay into the, to whatever the courts assigned, they would just garnish your money. And it created mm-hmm. a lot of bitterness amongst men. Cause I know that's what happened with, with, with my dad. He was very bitter because, you know, the court assigned him X, Y, Z amount of money that he had to pay. And what happened to some men, and you see it even more today, is they say, okay, you got my money. What else do you want? <laughs> and one more child say, well, this is your child here. He needs to see you. But that seed of bitterness has been planted. So the, so the man was actually kind of mad at, at, at his own offspring mm-hmm. because now he moved on in life. And in many cases, he, he, and now he's actually trying to get married, and he goes in. And it wasn't really baby mama drama. It was legal drama. You know, so this woman would say, well, what's going on here? Well, you know, I had this woman, this child, and the child's on welfare, so I got to pay, and I got to make court appearances and all that kind of stuff. I got to visit the child. And so, you know, that's the other thing. This, the, the actual wife or the second wife, whatever, would come along. She would say, well, you, you can't be bringing that into my house. I don't want to know nothing about that. That's your business. She would make it very hard for that man to be able to take care of his other household. So that other household just got neglected. Mm. You know, I mean, there were, there were times, I know growing up, there were times where literally 
you would have, and, 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 and Reverend Gant, you know about this happening in the South on the QT quite often, but you'd have situations where you would have a married couple on the same street, and those, those kids would have half-brothers and sisters down there under the street because dad had stepped yeah. out, and the woman he stepped out with was right down the street. Yeah, yeah, and the same in the same and in some cases, <laughs> right, And in some cases, the women all got along. Yep. Because they realize yep. we can't really take it out on the kids. We we can't tell them. And they would tell you, that's your, that's your brother over there. And you'd be, huh? <laughs> but at the end of the day, that's how people made things work. But 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 the but what happened was is that after our generation, then the men stopped even getting married at all. They just went on to the next partner. So I'm not even going to marry you. <laughs> because now the, 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 the welfare system had grown to the point where they didn't have all these checkpoints. They just told the woman, as long as the man's not around, and long as you're not getting income from, from anybody, then you're good. So the guy wasn't even trying to marry the next woman. He'd just go on and go on and go on. That's why you have, quote, unquote, this new terminology, which is a fake term. I mean, because who, who, who came up with the term baby mama drama? Who came up with that? Uh, that's, a pop, that's a pop culture term that people just started repeating, and we now have it into our vocabulary, but that, that doesn't exist. I mean, all the words that made you think about what you were doing. There was shame attached to it. There was this, it wasn't no having an affair. You were cons- the people just call you what you are. You're an adulterer. Um, you know, you're, you're a rolling stone. These were all negative things. So at, so at least at the beginning, a lot of people said, I don't want to be called that. So they would get their act together. But after a while, it was all cool for you to have two, three, four women uh, knocked up with your kids. That was a badge. Oh, man, you got that many kids? Oh, yeah, I got kids all over the place which is in exact opposition to what the Bible says in Proverbs, because Proverbs says that a man's fountains should belong to himself. They said, you should get your own sister. And they said, you shouldn't have your streams all in the streets. That's what the scripture tells you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, once we start moving away from scripture, it, it's, it's it. That's it. And then the other problem we have is from the pulpit, we got away from teaching and preaching kingdom and got more involved with teaching and preaching whatever denominational doctrine you were in. Yes. Thus negating the power of the church. I mean, because that's what Jesus said that day when he was here. He said, beware the leaven of the Pharisees. What's the leaven? The leaven is a man-made doctrine that supersedes the commandments of Yahweh. Mm. And so that's, that's what we got now. We got all this stuff that's going on. It's got nothing to do with the word of God. Well, well Mr. Simmons, you know, that's another point, too, because because you know most of the congregations are made up of, of, of females, so 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 they don't want to do anything to rock that boat. They don't want to do anything to 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 you know to 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 piss the to you know make them mad or or, or get them get them in disagreement. So so they may be compromising the gospel. But I want I want I wanted to talk with my with my sister uh, because she had brought a, a good point about about. About our men and, and, and why why they why they're not even trying to be in relationship, and you brought out the same points, but I wanted to hear it from a female perspective okay um so so like like he said, you know most of the men nowadays you know they're not wanting to be in relationships and and to be married because the women have been programmed to think like the man. 
And yep. so, you know, no man's going to want to enter into a relationship with a woman that's constantly emasculating him and degrading him. You know, you're you're nothing. You didn't have anything when I met you. You know, you're only you're only known because of me. You're only you're making it because of me, just because you know she makes six Whoa. figures. You know, when he he doesn't. And so, what, what happened, you know, what, what happened to what happened to us being one flesh? I mean, I mean that see that has to be preached. That has to be taught. That has to be taught that that it's no longer you. It, it's us. We become one flesh. Then it ain't no mine's and yours. It's ours. It's us. We one family. We one being. Go ahead. Exactly. But, you know, I think that we have a lot to blame on society. We have a lot to blame on these reality shows and things that aren't real. You know, when women get into these these shows and they're thinking that their life is supposed to mimic what they're seeing on TV or these reality shows, when in turn... Those are destroying the relationship. They're destroying the black woman. They're destroying the black man because your mind is being programmed to the foolishness that you're seeing on TV. And half the people that you're seeing on TV in those reality shows, if you look at their relationships, they're a mess. And so is that what you would want for your household? You want you want your household to mimic that? There's no godliness. We've taken God totally out. Because we want everything our way. After you said the women's live and how we want, you know, equal pay and, and equal say, but that still does not mean that we don't need a man. You know, God said it's not good for man, that meant man or woman, to be alone. I will make them a help meet, not a helpmate, but a help meet. That's somebody there to help you meet your needs. So if you don't make what I make, guess what? We're going to come together and we're going to make it together. We're going to meet each other's needs. Amen. Well, unfortunately, um, you know, like you say again, I mean, you know, and, and I know the feeling because, you know, when you start preaching or even when you do like, you know, I do a lot of radio stuff. So you have to get advertised. So advertisers ask you, okay, well, what's your demographic? Well, you start looking at numbers. You say, okay, well, I primarily have, you know, whatever it may be, it might be 55, 45% men to women. But at the end of the day, when you start thinking to yourself, like when I, like, like I remember one time I had a, an event here at, um, you know, I did a show on location. The realities are of the, of the 15 people that came, maybe eight or nine of them were women. <laughs> okay. And I started thinking to myself, I said, okay, you fall into the same trap. You don't, you, if you're not careful, you fall into the trap of, okay, where that money coming from? And once you do that, you're on a slippery slope because then what happens is you really, you kind of pull back from really telling the truth because it, at the end of the day, most of the stuff that we do has got nothing to do with what the scriptures say mm-hmm. at all. They got nothing to do with that. Um, they, they really don't. I mean, you know, I told my brother a long time ago, and, you know, like with me, you know, people always tell me, say, dude, you should be talking about this like on a regular show. But it's like it was so messy and it was so much resistant. I was like, hey, I don't even want to deal with this. But the Lord said, okay, you, you, you may not want to deal with this, but I'm gonna, your life is going to be restless, and you're going to be unhappy until you start to deal with these issues because I have given you insight on these issues, and I've given you a platform. So you don't talk about it, it's fine, but you're not going to be happy. Because you know, really, your, my brother will tell you, I have not planned to do this show. <laughs> All right, man, that's some stuff to do. We were talking about this. He's our brother. we got to bring this on the air today. I was like, oh, my gosh, buddy, I'm trying to do some stuff. But I said, okay, well, you know, the, the, you can't, you, it, one of the things is you can't preach one thing or lift something else. 
And the scripture says that it told one of the things that Paul told Timothy was he said, uh, preach the word in season, out of season. And it said, be instant. You got to be whenever the time comes that, okay, it's like the old program. I was a little kid. It was, um, what the heck was it called? I think it was called, um, uh, but, but I remember the tagline was, uh, a candid camera. The little song was, um, when you least suspect it, you're elected. <laughs> and that's how it works with the gospel. God say, hey, okay, when you're thinking, I'm thinking about something else, that's when the Spirit says, okay, I need you to, to speak on this topic. So, you know, what I realize it got nothing to do with me, but the Lord just keeps pushing me. If you look, what you said, sister, about Genesis, you, you can encapsulate all the stuff that we're going on in modern-day Western. You notice I say Western because in the Eastern society, don't go through all this nonsense. But in Western society, it really is encapsulated okay. with the two curses okay. that the Lord put down. I'm sorry. We're down to our last 90 seconds. So oh, here we go with the end already. Sorry about that. Oh, wow. This is the whole nothing but the truth radio broadcast. We're going to have to do this again. And, yeah, we're going to have to talk about this. We're going to have to bring this up. We're going to have to bring out what the solutions are, what we're going to have to do as black America to turn this around. And it's time for us to build up right relationship. But that right relationship starts with God. Yep, this is the whole Amen. nothing but the truth radio broadcast. I'd like to thank our guests for coming on today. And I'd like to give you all the last word to, uh, to, uh, to go out on, uh, starting with you, Miss Monica. Just an honor to be here, and um, I agree with you. It's time for us to, to take back what's rightfully ours and start back with the black family and keeping God first. Amen? All right, Miss Summer. Well, you know, I would appreciate you, bro. I appreciate you. love you. And uh, we just thank uh, Jehovah for uh, putting us together, and we, we look forward to uh, doing this again real soon. Glory to God. This is the whole truth and nothing but the truth radio broadcast. I'd like to remind you that we're going to be in the Mall West End uh, June the 30th, come out and be with us. The whole truth, nothing but the truth radio broadcast. Thank you for joining in with us today. Peace and blessings.